Hello, I'm Donald Johannesson, and thanks for joining me on Speaking Out. Indigenous Literacy Day is about spreading the word, improving literacy levels across Aboriginal communities. In the show, we'll find out how you can get involved with a book or a donation. Quite often people assume that the ILF is just wanting kids to read and write in English, and that's not the case. And there's been research done that shows that if you can read and write in your own language, regardless, whatever that language is, and it's much easier to learn a second language. That's Lifetime Ambassador with Indigenous Literacy Foundation, Dr Anita Heiss, coming up in the show. But first, here's a song. This is Mao Power with My Island Home.
Malpower with the remake on Christine Arnoux's My Island Home from his album The Show Will Go On. The Speaking Out website is abc.net.au slash speaking out or just search for ABC Speaking Out. Indigenous Literacy Day is on Wednesday the 2nd of September and it hopes to highlight and spread the word about improving literacy levels across Aboriginal communities. In some remote communities, English is not the first language. However, Lifetime Ambassador for the Indigenous Literacy Foundation, Dr Anita Heiss, says research suggests if you can read and write in your own language, then it's much easier to learn a second language. I spoke to Dr Anita Heiss about Indigenous Literacy Day and also Executive Director of the Indigenous Literacy Foundation, Karen Williams, about the role of the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. Well, we're a charity of the Australian book industry and we began in 2004 when our founder, Susie Wilson, heard about the appalling literacy rates in remote Indigenous communities across Australia and In that year, she um, basically got her local community together to fundraise and raise awareness. And she was overwhelmed by the response and um, decided the next year to lobby the Australian book industry. Um, And that is the real beginnings of our foundation. Um, Basically, in 2006, we um, partnered with the Fred Hollows Foundation and from 2006 to 2010, um, they were the ones who were going out to communities doing all the programming and we were the core body of um, people working as volunteers to raise the profile and the funds to make it happen. What was the core reason for poor literacy in the communities? Well, in remote communities, um, it's lack of access. Um, And you can imagine these are communities right in um, the desert region, um, uh, 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 communities such as uh, on Tiwi Island, um, you know, up in the Cape, etc., right across Australia. Um, and they're hidden. Um, they don't have the funds to uh, access remote... Um, sorry, they don't have the funds to access uh, books and literacy resources, and they don't have access to authors who can go out and run workshops and um, help build literacy skills that way. So, so it's a monetary sort of issue as well, so they can't get those resources and so on? That's right. In these communities, often there are no books in homes. Um, Only 36% of the communities have access to a library. Um, The the it's 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 you know the conditions are quite poor in terms of um, access to literacy resources. I'm speaking to Karen Williams, uh, Executive Director with the Indigenous, Indigenous Literacy Foundation, and she's also joined by Lifetime Ambassador Dr Anita Heiss. And, uh, well, first of all, Anita, your role, what is your role with the ILF? I guess my role is twofold. One is as an ambassador to help raise awareness uh, around the appalling statistics in terms of literacy in our people, but also to make Australians aware that there are other Australians who happen to be Indigenous and live in remote communities who do not have, uh, as Karen mentioned, the accessibility to resources like we many of us do living in urban centres. We have amazing local libraries. We have fully stocked school libraries. 
um, that just don't exist in many of the, the places where the ILF works. So I want to raise awareness in terms of the fact that um, many of us enjoy and can escape with a novel um, because we have the skills to do so because we can read and so forth or we, and we also enjoy uh, the ability to read things online and so forth. But the other role is you know, fundraising to raise the money to buy the resources, to run the programs that are being run through the ILF. So um, I, in one hand, I'll, I'll go to a school, I'll do an event. Um, next week I will be in Brisbane running uh, running a, a great book swap, in, not even in a school. Most schools are the, are the – the schools are the core of the great book swap, which Karen will talk about shortly, but I'm actually running it in a private business uh, at the Epic Good Pharmacy and they've got a hundred staff there and I'm going to go in and talk for half an hour about the ILF and staff will bring in their favourite book and they will swap it for another book on the table and, and make a donation so that this way I get to raise awareness in, in the corporate sector about Indigenous literacy but also raise some money uh, with people who care and actually understand the joy of reading and want other people to have the joy of reading as well. So I participate in, in various ways, fundraising also in that this year is the third year that I will run in the Sunshine Coast Marathon uh, with a team of Murrays um, and also Chris Sarah who's just run the Bundaberg Half Marathon and we, we aim to raise about $12,000 which will go a long way to um, purchasing resources and book packs and, and so forth for for communities that are very different to the ones in which many of your listeners will live in as well. It brings new meaning to a book run, doesn't it, in that sense? <laughs> and, uh, that is right. And also on that, uh, being an ambassador, were you aware of how poor uh, Indigenous literacy was around the country? Well, I wasn't aware of statistically about literacy, as I have become obviously since the foundation's been set up and Susie Wilson literally woke up one day and said, what am I doing? I'm a bookseller and my my livelihood relies on people being able to read. And, and, and so she brought to the surface um, and, and out of the public domain this issue. So I became more aware of the, the statistics around health impacts on reading and learning and so forth. Um, but I've worked with kids in schools for you know, two decades So I, and I've seen the distinct difference between Koori kids that I work with that are in gifted and talented programs and uh, can read and write and have dreams about the future because they've had access to information that they've read, whether it be in books or online or magazines or newspapers, um, compared to kids that I've worked with in remote communities where English is a third or fourth language and their capacity to um, dream about what's possible for them is limited because of their, their limited ability to read about what's happening in their world outside of their community. So people assume that I want to be an ambassador because I'm an Aboriginal person and or because I'm a writer, but that's not actually the case. It's because I'm an Australian who is very privileged compared to other Australians. And I think if we lost the label of it being Indigenous kids and we said these are Australian children um, in, and, and, and older people in our communities, you know, we, obviously we've got some uh, our old people who, who need help with literacy as well. I think if we actually said here's a, here's a, a, a large proportion of Australian Australians who can't read, then the government and more people would sit up and go, this is just appalling. Um, because, and I think, um, you know, I participate, one, because, yes, I want all Australian children to have equal opportunities, and that means they need to be able to read and write in the English language. Um, 
so that they can make decisions that's another thing as well. We talk about self-determination, but if you can't read and write in the English language, that means our people are relying on other people, non-Indigenous people, to make decisions for them in key areas of their life. And um, to me, that is something that I'm very, very passionate about as well. So I want, I mean, I want people to read books and have fun and escape and go to other galaxies and countries through literature. But I want them to be able to read street signs and medicine bottles and what they're reading when they eat, when they're eating food, so they can read the labels. It's about a health. It's about health as well. So, I mean, that's that's all over the shop. But um, you know, that's why I want to be an ambassador. This is speaking out. If you'd like to podcast the show later or previous shows, find the podcast links at abc.net.au slash speaking out. You're listening to Speaking Out on ABC Local Radio, Digital Radio and Radio Australia. I'm Don Johannesson and I'm joined by Lifetime Ambassador Dr Anita Heiss and also Karen Williams, who's an Executive Director for the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. Question to you both. I just want to pull you up on something you just mentioned there, Anita, about uh, language barrier, uh, Aboriginal language could be second or third uh, compared to English in some communities. How do you break down that barrier and also give them books that are obviously in English? Um, one of the ways that it, that our foundation tackles that is um, through our early literacy project, which is called Book Buzz. And this is a set of um, the very best resources in board book format. So they're very tough and durable. And in the small number of communities that this project goes out to, this program goes out to, um, we consult with and talk to the elders um, and the local contact in um, might be the preschool or the playgroup. Um, and we have translated books with the help of the community. So we have books like The Very Hungry Caterpillar. That's a good book. Um, <laughs> it's it's a great book and the kids love it. Um, we also have books like Dear Zoo, Who Sank the Boat, um, all translated into local language. Um, and this is done with the help of the community. So, for example, in one community, Warburton in, in WA, um, the women in the playgroup, the elders, the mothers, the aunties, they get together and they actually do the translation of the story. Um, and this is done at a table. Someone reads the story to them in their language because, again, in this community, English is not um, spoken um, or, or very little spoken and the story is read to them and then they translate the story so it makes sense in their language. That then goes to a linguist who writes it out and then it comes back to the community, they check it, um, and then it goes to a printer and it's printed on clear labels. When the labels are, um, are, are printed up, they then go back to the community. We've sent them um, a stack of books and the women sit down and they put the labels into the books themselves. So they're part of the whole process. It's really important that... People understand that this is all about engagement. It is not us dumping books into a community that we feel are really great books to have. It's books that the community actually look at and go, yes, these are really good stories. We'd like those translated or we don't like these. And would you like to add anything to that, Anita? 
I oh, know. I just think quite often people assume that the ILF is just wanting kids to read and write in English, and that's not the case. And there's been um, that obviously that's one of the main outcomes, but there's been research done that shows that if you can read and write in your own language, regard whatever that language is, and it's much easier to learn a second language. So obviously, um, we want to do programs, and all the programs we do are. are born out of community desire. We don't say you need to have this program or you need to have this book. The communities choose the books that they want and they choose and they they talk about the programs that they want run. And our job is really to help uh, facilitate the running of the programs and find the cash to make them work. I'm speaking to Dr. Anita Heiss, Lifetime Ambassador with Indigenous Literacy Foundation and also Karen Williams, Executive Director for ILF. And uh, Karen, a question to you. Uh, Surely at all levels, government should have a role in this. Um, yes, I agree. Um, and wh- why aren't they stepping up? Why aren't they stepping up? Is it, is, well, our foundation works without government um, uh, funding at all. And a couple of years ago, our board made the decision that we weren't going to go out and actively seek that government funding. And the reason for that is that the, we're very small. We wanted to remain independent and we wanted to work in response to communities. So... You know, they're really important criteria and we want to remain flexible and listen to communities. So, for example, we run a book supply program and that goes out to over 250 communities across Australia. Um, And, again, we invite communities to um, engage with that program. Um, We don't just automatically send out that program. It's free. The books are all free. Um, and, um, you know, that's that's really important to us. And let's talk about Indigenous Literacy Day coming up on Wednesday, 2nd of September. First of all, you, uh, Dr Anita Heiss, you, you'll be busy, I'm sure, or where will you be when this, this day comes? I'm very excited because I'm going to be with a 1,000 students at the Kelvin Grove uh, State College well. in Brisbane, and they—I don't know whether I'm going to be talking at their school assembly. There may or may not be a book swap, but um, there's a thousand students that um, I have the chance to talk to about uh, the importance of reading and literacy and so forth. And um, the Brisbane Writers Festival kicks off the next day, so I'm sure there'll be things happening. I have an opportunity to talk in my sessions about um, literacy. Then, and, and Karen, uh, you, where will you be, and what will you be uh, doing for that particular day? Well, on that day, we're going to be at the Sydney Opera House and we'll have over between 300, 400 school kids. Um, we'll have a group of students who've come down from Melville Island, from Millicarpity, reading a story that they've written. Um, we will have Jessica Malboy, Ursula Jovich, uh, Deborah Cheatham, Alison Lester, um, and our patron, Quentin Bryce, um, joining to talk about um, and to raise um, advocacy for literacy in remote communities. Speaking Out. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and SoundCloud. You're listening to Speaking Out on ABC Local Radio, Digital Radio and Radio Australia. I'm Donald Johannesson. Thanks for your company. Indigenous Literacy Foundation Executive Director Karen Williams is gearing up for Indigenous Literacy Day on September the 2nd. 
I asked Karen, should the government at all levels play more of a role with funding the ILF? Well, basically, without government funding, we exist by the goodwill of the Australian community out there. And on Indigenous Literacy Day, we're asking everyone to jump in and make a donation, um, whether it's $5 or if there's any sponsorship um, corporates out there, $5,000, thank you. That will sponsor a book publishing project. Um, And it's really about just giving to um, remote communities who don't have resources. So, um, yep. And and, uh, Dr. Anita Heiss, I believe you're going to be doing that book run. So tell us a little bit more about that, how people can get involved too. Yeah, we call it the Run for Reading and it's the third Sunshine Coast marathon that we've run to raise money for. We were the highest earning um, fundraisers for the overall and and our money went to the Indigenous Literacy Foundation the last couple of years. Um, There's five, six of us in the team. There's myself, there's Chris Sarah from the Stronger Smarter Institute, Nadine mcdonald Down from QPAC, uh, Jasmine Shepherd, Louisa Panwell and uh, Amanda Heyman from Coral Dargan at the State Library of Queensland. And we're all at different levels of training, but for us it's a weekend, uh, you know, to get together on the Sunshine Coast where we all believe in good health. We all believe that, our, that um, all young Australians should have the capacity and the resources to read. And this is one way that we can do something collectively as a team of people. Our team are called, we're the Team All Stars. All Stars. Um, <laughs> Who came no, up with that? Chris Sarah, oh, I, no, I reckon. No, no. <laughs> well, I have to say, uh, Chris Sarah has <laughs> stepped in for, we had a, another team member who's in uh, in Korea who was flying over but has had an injury. So he's very kindly stepped in to run the 21Ks with myself. So he and I will do the half marathon and the other um, team members will do the 10-kilometre run. And... Basically, we just we want people to think about, um, you know, even if it's a cup of coffee that they forfeit for the day, that you know, five dollars or four dollars, every little bit counts. And so we're hoping to raise twelve grand this year. Jeez, you're going to be busy, aren't you? You've got Brisbane Writers Festival coming up too, as you mentioned as well. I'm, I'm pleased to say that's after the race, so I can. I'm now having no chocolate or carbs or anything till before race day when I need sugar and carbs night before. But so, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I'm speaking good. to Lifetime Ambassador Dr Anita Heiss uh, with the Indigenous Literacy Foundation and also Karen Williams, Executive Director for ILF. Final question to you both. I'll start with you, Karen. Uh, the ILF, where do you see the ILF uh, in the next few years uh, and, and what it will be doing with communities? Well, our core focus is early literacy, so we're really hoping to be able to grow that program across to many, many communities and publish books um, for toddlers and babies um, in in first language. We really see that as an important part of what we do. And, and Dr. Anita Heiss, final words? Uh, I was just thinking while Karen was speaking that it would be great if in the near future the federal government said, we realise that you're doing what we should be doing. Here's a million bucks a year and but allowing the ILF to have full autonomy so they can still continue to do what they're doing in in consultation with communities um, but that the government assumes the responsibility that they should have 
Okay, thank you very much for your time. Lifetime Ambassador Dr. Anita Heiss and also Karen Williams, with who's the Executive Director for Indigenous Literacy Foundation. Go to their website, indigenousliteracyfoundation.org.au and donate and check out all the great programs that are happening there as well. Speaking out, Indigenous culture, lifestyle and current affairs. Let's finish with some music. Dr. Dawn Casey gave the 2015 Marbo Oration in Brisbane recently. Performing at the oration was Chris Tamoy. Uh, this track I'm about to perform is a track from my extended play EP. Uh, it's called Healing You, and I hope you enjoy it. Chris Tamoy with Healing You, and that was from the 2015 Marbo Oration given by Dr. Dawn Casey. And that particular Marbo Oration will be on Speaking Out over the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. And just in case you missed our main story, Indigenous Literacy Day is Wednesday the 2nd of September. We've been speaking to Lifetime Ambassador with Indigenous Literacy Foundation, Dr Anita Heiss. Quite often people assume that the ILF is just wanting kids to read and write in English and that's not the case. And there's been um, 
that obviously that's one of the main outcomes, but there's been research done that shows that if you can read and write in your own language, regardless, whatever that language is, and it's much easier to learn a second language. And Indigenous Literacy Foundation Executive Director Karen Williams. Well, basically, with our government funding, we exist by the goodwill of the Australian community out there. And on Indigenous Literacy Day, we're asking everyone to jump in and make a donation, um, whether it's $5 or if there's any sponsorship um, corporates out there, $5,000, thank you. That will sponsor a book publishing project. Um, And it's really about just giving to... Um, remote communities who don't have resources. And for more information or if you want to donate, go to their website, indigenousliteracyfoundation.org.au. That's indigenousliteracyfoundation, all one word, .org.au. Check out their website and check out some of the great programs they do as well. Well, that's it for another week. You can check out our Facebook page and like us at facebook.com slash ABC Speaking Out or even check out our YouTube page where you can see some interviews. Just type in ABC Speaking Out. I'm Donald Johannesson. Thanks for your company. This has been Speaking Out on ABC Local Radio, Digital Radio and Radio Australia.